0: Hello and welcome to the Program Your Life podcast. Come with me on a journey of self-exploration, overcoming obstacles, and learning to believe in yourself. I'm your host, Joe Parker. Join me and my beautiful wife, Kimberly, as we explore what it takes to achieve our dreams, overcome our fears and doubts, and have some fun along the way. It's sure to be a roller coaster ride, and we are happy to share it with you. Now stay tuned for an exciting episode of the Program Your Life Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Program Your Life Podcast. I am your host, Joe Parker. And you know, I've got a lot of exciting things to share right now. And first, let me say, I'm becoming an author. I've been writing a book for the last several months, and right now I have two publishing companies that are interested in publishing it. So it's just a matter of... Figuring out the best deal. So I'm in a very fortunate position there. I'm also uh, going to be a co-author in an upcoming book. It's called Here's How I Did It. And I'm writing that chapter now. It's got a very tight deadline, so I'm really busy on that project. And then the other thing is is that my radio station continues to grow. We have uh, listeners from 30 different countries. That's very exciting. And then the podcast that we're doing right now, we're going to put it back up on YouTube again. We were putting it on there for a while back, and then we stopped, and I'm recording some videos, so the podcast is going to be available on YouTube coming up. So I'm excited about all that stuff, but I don't think I'm near as excited as my guest. He's got a construction company in Hawaii, and it's really growing. He's obtaining all kinds of amazing opportunities. So I want to say a warm welcome to my good friend, J.R. Moorhead.
1: Aloha, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, well, let me just give a little bio here. So you grew up on Kailua. I hope I said that right. And then you graduated from Colorado State University in 2001 with a degree in business marketing. You started working in construction at age 14. And then you joined the Carpenters Union in 2003. And at that point in time, your goal was to become a general contractor. You got a job working for a company called High Tide Builders. and you learned a lot of skills working for a small construction company that was doing residential construction. Then you got your general contractor's license in July of this year, so that's pretty exciting. You run uh, multiple charity projects around the islands. You created a work project with teenagers incarcerated in Hawaii, and the kids are making planners for local elementary schools to grow vegetables. You're also on the board of the nonprofit Sunshine School in charge of many construction projects around the school. And most recently, you've been working with and being coached by your mentor, Marshall Thurber, for the past 16 months. Your company, Moorhead & Company, is starting to grow at an amazing pace. So, we were talking earlier about how did we meet, and uh, I threw out a couple of ideas, and I think pretty sure it was the Dynamics of Leadership conference that was about two years ago. Is that the way you remember it?
1: Up in, uh, I would say, mid to Northern California, outside of Napa Valley on the ranch.
0: That's right, the ranch seminar. What do you remember the most about that seminar?
1: Well, that was the start of the change in my life. I mean, I wouldn't say what I remember about the class. I mean, there's so much to learn from it, but that was really when I really decided to take on my life. That's when I really decided to go 100% in uh, most aspects of my life, but especially my career. Before I was, uh, I wasn't coaching, I was always working hard, though I wasn't giving it my all. So that's that's the class that really triggered my uh, full steam ahead, I guess you could say.
0: That's great. So tell me, so what have the results been with your construction company over the last two years since that class?
1: When I took that class, I was a, a freelance carpenter. I was working for myself. So I was doing very small projects, um, some for other contractors and some for but mostly for people I knew or referrals for people I knew, like family members or friends with family members. And some of those jobs were as small as, you know, putting in a toilet or tiling a shower, building a fence in a yard. You know, I had a wife in law school, a one-year-old little girl, and basically it was just making up money to pay the bills that I had. And just, I was just, I wouldn't say I was just getting by, because I've never been a getting-by guy, though I was not prospering. So that's where I was then. You know, since then, I've been slowly growing my uh, knowledge and my company, and now I'm a licensed general contractor. I got four employees. I just brought in a business partner who has a master's degree in business strategy, and he's really, he thinks so differently than me. I'm more of a salesman, people person he's more of an introvert systems guy, and I am the furthest thing from an introvert systems guy. So uh, we
0: make a pretty good team, and the business is doing good. That sounds like a good balance. So I've heard the level of the the projects that you've been doing has gone from, like you said, simple projects to now where you're doing very large full house uh, remodels and things like that. So, so the scale of what you've been doing has gone way up, and, and now you have people working for you where beforehand you didn't, and, and I would imagine your level of income has gone up as well. Is that safe to say? That's very safe to say, yes. Fantastic. So what do you think has been the cause of the, the change that where you really decided to, to take your life on? I think I know a little bit about your history, and I know that you kind of grew up doing uh, some self-improvement courses and things like that. And, you know, things hadn't really taken. I mean, I think it does take a while for things to kind of take off. So if there was a a causal thing, what do you think that was?
1: Well, I would have to say it was probably a month before I met you at that class. Um, I was in a a class slash seminar. It was called E.K. Pono. It's, uh, It's a class they have in Hawaii. And there's a man running a class and, you know, I really respect the guy and, you know, there was probably eight people in the class and he looked at me and he, some people leave, he, he a little more stern talking to and he looked at me and he said, you've never got a hundred percent of anything in your whole entire life. And at first I was, I have, I have, and I thought about it and I had never got a hundred percent of anything. Maybe the only thing was, you know, chasing my wife in the beginning of our relationship. So before that, I really I had enough to get by, and so he challenged me to go 100%. And, you know, I didn't really think anything of it, but one month later, I found myself in that class with you, Dynamics and Leadership, where I was blessed enough to meet Marshall Thurber and be in his class along with Bill Allen and some other amazing people. And I really learned some tools there that, along with going 100%, it helped me really succeed, because it's one thing to go 100% and run around in circles, but it's another thing to, you know, have the right knowledge and information to help while you're going 100%. So that that guy, Bruce Conching is his name, telling me in front of a group of people was a little embarrassed, and he yelled. It wasn't a nice, thing that I do remember, he, he, he yelled at me. He told up the class, this guy has never gone 100% anything in his life, then. That that was it right there and it didn't hit me for a while. I don't even know if it hit me for a couple months. So that I think was it and you know, I decided to give it a shot. I'll be damned if I'm not going hundred percent right now. I'm uh, I'm giving it everything I can in life and life been treating me very
0: well. That's a great lesson, going hundred percent. And I think that's very true for for most of us and I know that for myself I've been guilty of that as well, not going 100%. And it wasn't until I think I played PLD, you know, the 90-day go-get-your-goals program that uh, Seminars puts on that I went 100%, you know, that I actually committed to something. Before that, I would set goals and things like that. But the missing thing for me was always the commitment. I wasn't committed. I kind of had one foot out the door, and, and, you know, I was always kind of a a person to second guess my decisions anyway so I was always looking for the next thing the new idea and then without the commitment I'd never go 100% and I would never get there however when I play PLD one of the things about PLD is you have to commit (laughs) so that was a great lesson for me I'll tell you what so you mentioned Marshall Thurber and the dynamics of uh, leadership course and I know that you've been working with Marshall so, I was going to ask who one of your greatest influences was, so I would imagine that he might be one of them.
1: You know, besides my wife, Marshall Thurber is, I have, uh, you know, not to go off subject, though, my wife is the most determined person I've ever met, even more so than any of these mentors I've met. My wife is the most driven person in the world and the most hardest working person in the world. I got to say, in the beginning of a relationship, it got me crazy. Because um, I was the fun guy. I am the fun guy, you know, but I would compare myself to Peter Pan and never want to grow up. And as I got older, I found myself hanging out with younger people because they were more fun than the older people. So she was my big motivator. It only took maybe 11 years for it to kick in. And that was triggered by that Marshall Thurber class. And, you know, and then Marshall Thurber since my wife has been the biggest motivator, inspirational man in my life. And he really believed in me, too. And just to have a man of that stature, and to be honest, Marshall Thurber is the most incredible man I've ever met. He's my hero. I wish there was more humans on the earth like him. He just wants to make the world work. I mean, what he said to us in the class was, we need to get you guys as successful as possible, as fast as possible, so you guys can be the leaders to go change the world. And those were the most beautiful things I've ever heard spoken out of a human. So uh, Marshall and he believed in me, and he stuck with me, and he liked me, and we've become friends. And uh, he's my motivator, he's my mentor, and even, like, the coolest thing of all, he's my buddy. So Marshall Thurmer, took my hat off to the men.
0: Right, and I've also uh, done some work with Marshall, as you know, and I agree. He's incredible, he's so unselfish, he... As a way of combining a lot of the personal improvement, personal development concepts, along with business strategies and theories, so that once you you know get your stuff out of the way, you know you kind of get your your emotional baggage behind you, and and you're ready to move forward in your life, that you do so in a way that you're going to be successful, and you're not going to be jumping in and beating your head against the wall, doing the wrong thing once you finally get you know, in alignment and, and on your way in the world. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: But I cares. He cares more than any human I've ever met. And all he wants to do is to really help people and make the world work. Really he wants wants everyone to have so that the world has no have nots. And he just wants to everyone to thrive and be happy and get along. And be successful. Not just get by, but thrive.
0: Right. Actually, I think I remember him telling a story about when he made his his first, you know, amount of money. He was he was in San Francisco and they were they were doing some real estate and he had a couple of partners and they were out, you know, doing renovations on Victorians and they were making a bunch of money and you know, he's like, "Okay, I've made enough money now and I'm ready to go out and change the world." <laughs> and his partners looked at him and said, "Well, we kind of like real estate." <laughs> so, you know, he had to kind of go off on his own at that point in time. And, but I would think that was his—it was always his goal to go out and change the world. He just kind of was looking for a means to do that. And now he's looking for to make that possible for other people.
1: If I recall, those pieces of real estate were the painted ladies in uh, San Francisco that you would see on the opening segment of a Full House Bill TV show. I think that, that was a uh, Victorian house that you're speaking of.
0: Really, that was they were in the intro to the Full House TV show. I didn't know that.
1: You're, that's the houses that they supposedly lived in. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh,
0: how cool! How cool. Okay, so let's see. One of the things that uh, you did recently, which I thought was kind of interesting, is you had dinner conversation with a famous author. Can you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, I was blessed to have dinner with Mark Victor Hansen the other day. An amazing guy. You would never know that he would sold about 750 million books worldwide, and I could be way off on my stats; it could be more. And he was a great guy. And how I got there was a funny story because uh, you know I have been working with Marshall; Thurber. he's been mentoring me. We've become, you know, I would say, pretty good friends. We text a couple times a week, and talk on the phone every couple weeks. And his protege actually lives out here in Hawaii with me. He's in Mali. I'm on, I'm on Oahu. You know, this is a brilliant businessman, and he's on his way to being a billionaire. There's he's a blue-collar guy, too. So, you know, I started in construction, in construction and he started off cleaning hotel rooms. And now, you know, his company cleans hotel rooms for the Hilton's, the Hyatt's, Sheridan's, all across the world. And so Marshall was nice enough to introduce me to Bill Allen, And I was talking to Bill Allen on the phone for the second time I'd ever talked to him in my life. He texted a couple times. And he said, Hey, I'm going to be on Oahu tonight. I'm having dinner with Mark Victor Hansen. Why don't you join me? And you know, my jaw dropped. And to be honest, I have never read one of Mark Victor Hansen's books. I've heard the name from everyone. I have no idea, you know, who he is and what he's about. I just know this is a a man that I I know, the people I respect, respect him. And Bill said, why don't you bring your bride? And then he asked, do you have a kid? I'm like, yeah, I have a three-year-old. And Bill said, do you bring your kid out in public? I'm like, yeah, everywhere I go. He said, why don't you bring your daughter? And uh, I got to tell you, I was really nervous going into that meeting. And, you know, I put my daughter on my shoulders. I I walked up to the restaurant. There was Mark Victor Hanson, his beautiful wife. There's Bill Allen, his beautiful wife, and a bunch of other amazing people, and we had a great time, and to be honest, I was a little nervous about bringing my daughter, because I thought I would have to cater to her, and she sealed the deal for me. She was the cutest, most fun student that she always did, so no surprise. And everyone loved her, and if everyone loved her, then in fact makes me look good, and you know, we just had a great time. Mark, Mr. Hanson, sent directly right across from me. It was like, hey, I look like my brother, some cousins and friends, no one talked about business, no one talked about projects, and it was just, it was like being with each other for a long time, and we drank wine, ate amazing Italian food, and laughed, and it was maybe one of the greatest nights of my life. I mean, when I walked out of there, I looked at my wife and I just started giggling. You know, people at that dinner were like, who are you? You know, I think we had the grandson of the, the old emperor of China there, and there are some other amazing people. A woman that won. Uh, and I'm probably wrong with this, but I want to say like just the triathlon on Kona the week before. I think it was like the off-road triathlon. And you know, it was it was just amazing. And since I was at the table, everyone just assumed that I was an amazing person. Not to say I'm not an amazing person, though. You know, everyone at the table were. I mean, There's probably a combined worth of five billion dollars at that table. And so that people were just like talking to me, like, "Who are you?" i like, uh, i Marshall Gribbers friend, <laughs> and it was, it was, uh, it was, it was great. And I gotta tell you, we walked out of that restaurant, and we were in Waikiki, so we walked over to the Sheridan Hotel. You know, I was feeling like a big shot. And so me and my wife went and bought some art, just because, we never go out and buy art. So we were in a, a nice hotel in Waikiki, we bought some art, went home, and I giggled the whole way home. And then I spent night in my living room giggling. So it was, uh, it was great.
0: That sounds like fun. What, what a great time! Uh, what a great opportunity! Yeah, you are—you uh, making some great friends, and people like that are gonna uh, open doors for you, introduce you to people. You know, who knows what's gonna happen? You know, and, and my understanding is is that Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield, who are the co-authors of Chicken Soup for the Soul, if I remember right, didn't they come up with that idea up at the uh, the Cy Ranch in California?
1: Now I've heard different rumors on that. I've heard that they came up with that on the ranch in California, side ranch. But I also heard since you brought up earlier that that was actually a PLD project. So that's that's what I've heard. I, I heard that chicken and uh, for the soul came from them playing PLD or one of the two of them playing PLD. So you know, and I I too played PLD back in two thousand and ten. You know, that changed my world.
0: <laughs> You know, I hadn't heard it was a PLD project. No, I did hear that the "Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus" was a PLD project. So okay,
1: so maybe I'm confused. Though someone had told me somewhere that it was a PLD project, but people tell me a lot of things, and who knows? <laughs> well, I do know that Mark Victor Hansen had spoke often in California at the Sky Ranch at an event called Principia that you know I've been to with you and your lovely wife and. You
0: know, it's the place for a bunch of happy people to see a bunch of amazing speakers. True. Yeah, the Principia event, what a wonderful event. And I'm I'm looking forward to the last Principia coming up next year. And who knows what's going to happen after that, but I couldn't not go to the last one. <laughs> uh, are you planning on going, Jr.? Yeah, no, I'm definitely planning on going, and I'm planning
1: on having my whole family there. My mom... You know, the only way to get my mom there was to get her to go to, you know, the prerequisite classes. So while I was up there this last time, I, uh, you know, paid for her to go to a class called size seven, the life course, and women's leadership so that she can get that out of the way and be there with me, which I'm proud to say I was able to do, and my wife will be there with me as well. So I'm very excited for the next Yeah.
0: Wow, you paid for both. That's an amazing gift.
1: Yeah, no, I did. I, was, I had a good year, Joe, uh, ever since I worked, for, worked with Marshall. It was, you know, I, I always thought someday I'd get here, and, and, you know, I knew I'd be a general contractor. That's my mom. She thought I'd get there when I was 45. I was a fun guy. I was a smart guy. I was never really a driven guy. You know, smart. I am smart. You know, I was, I was doing enough to get by and pay the bills and go on some vacations here and there, though, you know. Even now, I don't even own my own home. I'm a renter, so I don't want to make anyone think that I am, you know, there yet. So this was a good year for me. And to be able to pay for my mom to take these classes and get up there and be able to afford for me, my wife, and my mom to go to Principia this year was, uh, it felt good, so it, 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 it felt good. I've, I've actually been able to give more this year to different people and organizations than I have my whole life. And the one thing i found is the more I give, the more I give. And that's not why I give.
0: It's just a beautiful side effect of it. That's wonderful. That, yeah, it feels really good to give. I know that. And I'm looking forward to doing more of it myself. Now, you know, you brought up Bill Allen, and I, I want to discuss him for a second because my understanding is is that Bill took one of Marshall's classes about, what, 10 or 15 years ago and kind of struck up a friendship with him, and he's being mentored for the last you know 10 fifteen years so now the guy went from being having nothing to be you know making just you know millions of dollars he's he's on his way to becoming a billionaire I understand so pretty amazing growth and progress from being associated with you know marshall and and all of the teaching and the mastermind groups that that he goes through Yeah,
1: that was a great guy i I uh, really hope to grow that friendship. The man is you know a hero of mine. And I actually think their, their relationship goes further back than 15 years, though, Joe. Uh, I really believe it goes a little further back because Bill was telling me about the work that he and Marshall did with uh, Mister Fuller. Now I have no idea the dates, so I try to think their relationship goes a little further back. Not to say you're wrong or anything, but I think I think he's been working with Marshall for quite some time, and you know I would say they're pretty much best friends. And I know from talking to Bill. He cherishes Marshall Thurber more than anyone on the planet, and he's actually very protective of Marshall. And I plan on bringing Marshall's class to Hawaii, which is why I have been able to talk to uh, Bill Allen because he lives in Hawaii as well. And he, you know, he gave me the hard interview: Why are you doing the class? Why are you doing this? And he's, he's very, very protective of uh, Marshall Thurber, and he's a tough man. He's a very loving man, and I heard from someone which kind of describes him very well once you get past his poker face he is one of the most loving men in the whole world I mean he's a great guy he really is and not to say that he has a poker face though so he's he's a brilliant businessman and brilliant businessmen watch they, they watch to see what you're going to do he deliberately sat me across from Mark Victor Hansen and sat in the corner and this was the first time really meeting. I met him in a class. Though so I was just one out of a hundred people in the class. So one out of sixty. So he didn't know who I was. I knew who he was. And he just kind of watched. And I, uh, you know, I can respect that because he, you know, he's not going to just open up to just anybody. He's very particular about who he associates with and who he opens up with and, you know, who he gives his attention and time to. And I'm very blessed that he, uh, at least I hope he likes me. And he's been giving me lots of very good advice. And He's a man I really, really hope I know for the rest of my life and I'd love to rub shoulders with him and his friends. And I, you know, he's just an incredible man. And as you said, he extremely successful. You know, he he thinks, he does not think small. We'll just put it that way. I will. I won't mention what he makes, but he does does very well. And as you said, he is on his way to becoming a billionaire,
0: hopefully very soon. Yes. Uh he's very impressive and, and he takes this stuff very seriously and he plays it at an extremely high level. I mean, you talked about going 100%. I mean, I think Bill goes 100% in everything all of the time. And yeah, I find that incredible and something that I look at and go, "Wow. How how could I possibly get there and and you know, to play at that level?" And, you know, that, that explains the success is because he is, he just, you know, is so demanding of himself and others, and that's the reason why he's having the success he's having.
1: He really is. And one of the major things he says is if you want to create unreasonable results, you have to ask unreasonable requests out of yourself and your team. You know, one of the things, we're both on these coach calls, and one of the lessons he said, one of the, like, you know, the topics of one of our lessons was how to build a championship team. He mentioned, you know, the, the team that wins the Super Bowl. Is like, do you think that that organization practices harder than the other organizations? Do you think they ask more out of their players? Do you think they're asked to train harder? Do you think they're asked to practice longer? Do you think they're asked to, you know, take care of themselves better? And you know, he he says, you know, in order to create unreasonable results, you have to do unreasonable things. And as far as those unreasonable things, it's just work harder and. Do more than anyone else, even if you're tired, even if you don't want to, even if you know, just you got it. The man's incredible,
0: yeah. I agree 100%, Joe. Okay, well, hey, you know, we're getting near to the end here, and I wanted to thank you for being on the show, and I also wanted to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about the type of construction and services you offer and a way. People can get a hold of you if they need some, some help with construction on the islands and they want a uh, exciting, entrepreneurial, up-and-coming uh, construction company to help them out. How can, how can they get a hold of Moorhead & Company? Like you said, my uh, company name is Moorhead & Company. My
1: uh, my phone number is 808-368-4684. My email address is Moorhead jr at gmail, so it's m-o-o-r-h-e-a-d-j-r at gmail.com. And just to plug something else I'm working on, I am bringing Marshall Thurber's courses to Honolulu in Waikiki. Bill Allen will be there. Marshall Thurber will be there, and they're bringing their dream team. And it's that 3A course, Business and You. Well, I know it's the third weekend in February in Waikiki at the Hyatt, right in beautiful Waikiki, and I believe the dates are the 19th, 21st, and 22nd, which is going to be the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And if my dates are wrong, it is the third weekend in February. So I encourage everyone to go there. And that is a class that changed my life and is the reason that my little girl get to go to private school. So that, that class is a class that changed my life. And thank you for having me on the show tell Yeah, you
0: know, okay. I, I think you're
1: an incredible person, and I appreciate you.
0: <laughs> That's great. Well, I appreciate the feedback, JR. And thank you for being on and sharing some of your stories and some of your experiences. You're a great guy. I love I love hanging out with you and talking about, you know, what's exciting, what's working for us, discovering the theories and the ways that we can believe in ourselves so we can become what we've always wanted to be so we can, you know, kind of help change this world for the better. And, um, I think we're both on the right path. So I, I appreciate you and thanks for being on the show today.
1: Thank you very much. Joe. Aloha.
0: Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We were so happy to be able to share this episode of the program, your life podcast with you. Make sure to check us out at ProgramYourLife.org. You can always find our podcasts there. We're also going to have the podcasts on iTunes, in the iTunes store under podcasts, and then there'll be some on our YouTube channel. So look for us online, and we will talk to you again very, very soon. Thank you so much to the Program Your Life podcast. Until next time, this is Joe Parker signing off. Bye-bye.